0: Hey everyone, this is Allison. And this is Courtney. And you are listening to Murder Porn.
1: Hey! Dun, dun, dun. Boop, 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 I don't know why we're still doing music, if we have music, uh, but, but hey! It's fine, let's
0: whatever. Do it! <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's my turn this week. And it's and an exciting week. everyone already knows, if you listen to our previous podcast, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And the answer is Ed Gene, yeah, yay!
1: So excited. Which I think you were telling me he's not a he's not a serial killer. He is not.
0: not He's not a serial killer. A fucking creep. He's something. (laughs) um, Before I get started, I'd like everybody to just take a second, go ahead and hit that like or follow button or subscribe or whatever it says on your preferred platform that you're listening on please uh, like us listen to our other episodes share it with your friends we appreciate you so much mm-hmm. it helps us
1: it helps us grow yeah so we can get better and better and better and better
0: yep yep mm-hmm. i was i already feel pretty official here that you know it does what it is oh my
1: gosh yeah like it's becoming more and more official
0: love it So, I'm doing this episode a little different than what we normally do, just to kind of switch it up and see if it works, the formatting. Okay. Um, Go for it. You want to just hop right in? Yes, let's do it. All right. So, on the morning of November 16th, 1957, shortly after 5 p.m., in the small farming village of about 650 people of Plainfield, Wisconsin, Plainfield, Wisconsin. So, very small, like it's not even a town, it's a village. Um, a son, Frank Warden, reported to the local sheriff's office that his mother, Bernice Warden, who was 58 at the time, had gone missing from her work at the hardware store that she had owned. He stated that just before closing time the night before, a local man named Ed Gein had been in the store. Ed was known around town for keeping to himself. He kind of completed odd jobs around town. And, you know, he kind of was a little bit strange. Mm hmm. Um, he told Bernice that, um, he was going to come back first thing in the morning and he was going to pick up a gallon of antifreeze. Frank, Warden, her son, just so happened to be the deputy sheriff. So he reported it, but then also kind of started doing his own legwork to try and figure it out. Yeah. Um. He stated that he entered the store to check on his mom and he found blood on the floor and the cash register was open and empty. Obviously, okay. multiple red flags, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you want me to do the red flag thing? Red flag. flag. Red
0: flag. Yeah. Red do flag. it. Do it. So it was sort of a slow time for the store. Um, it was deer hunting season. Most of the men in the village participated in this hobby. Um, so customers were few and far between at this point. hmm So, in their investigation of the hardware store, which was the last place that Bernice was seen, police found a handwritten receipt from that morning showing that Ed Gein had in fact paid for a bottle of antifreeze. It was the last receipt she wrote. Hmm. In questioning of the neighbors, it was reported that they had witnessed the hardware store's truck leave the parking lot in the rear of the building around 9.30 a.m. And they just figured, like, Bernice was leaving to run errands or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Officers quickly located Ed Gein. He was at a local grocery store. They apprehended him. They took him into custody and they detained him while they searched his property in an attempt to locate and rescue Bernice. Officers went out to his 150 plus acre farm um, to search the premises where Ed, who had somewhat been a recluse in the last year since his mother had passed away, he was living alone there basically. Upon arrival, officers discovered that Ed had apparently been living in complete filth. Um, His house was littered with books and artifacts, quote unquote. Hmm. (laughs) I looked at the pictures of his house and although like he had only been living alone since his mother passed one year prior, it looked like he'd been hoarding for decades. Like just shit scattered everywhere, everywhere. Like you couldn't even really tell in the pictures like what anything was except for that it was fucking messy. Um, that being said officers didn't really go too far into the house as a result of the squalor Ed had been living in oh, God. Um, so they kind of switched gears and they moved on to a shed nearby the property nearby like the house on the property yeah it was here that they would make the first discovery that would end up snowballing into this like dark snowman of depravity <laughs> that no one could have possibly imagined in their wildest nightmares.
1: Like, I know a little bit of the Ed Gein story, so woof. I'm like,
0: mm, yeah,
1: yeah. I know where this is going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright, everybody take a deep breath, because this shit's about to get gnarly, okay? If you're listening to this at work, take a couple seats. <laughs> Woosah yourself. Here we go.
1: If, if you've got sensitive stomach, <laughs> yeah. don't
0: be eating. If you're eating. at work, maybe put your
1: earbuds in. Yeah. <laughs> This was that episode a couple episodes ago that we were like,
0: "It's rough." This is this is gonna it's be rough. the
1: thing that your 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 coworkers are sitting there going, "What the hell?" Yeah, this is
0: when they start side eyeing your ass. Yeah.
1: They, they um, have can weapons? I move cubicles, please?
0: They listen to weird shit. Yeah, they have weapons to protect themselves from you. <laughs> so upon entering the shed, officers very quickly discovered the lo- location of Bernice Warden. Uh, this was no longer a rescue mission. <laughs> <laughs> this was now a murder case. <laughs> this
1: shouldn't be funny. But-
0: <laughs> what they found was a headless woman, totally decapitated, had nowhere to be found, nowhere in sight. Mm-hmm. She was h- up, hung upside down by a metal crossbar on her ankles, and her hands were bound with rope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Her torso was dressed like a deer. Good God! So, uh, if you don't know people what that means, you can just go ahead and look that up on your own. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know.
1: I could tell you what it means because I used to. I mean, it. if
0: you want to, but like. Mm, she was gutted. Yeah, like splayed open essentially, mm-hmm. and her like organs had been removed. Yep. So. Like a imagine walking into that. Like what a fucking nightmare, dude. Um this evidence, is when I would quit. Yeah. <laughs> so evidence at the scene indicated that she had been shot by a twenty two caliber at the and the mutilation all took place post mortem. So like it didn't take much to jump to the conclusion that she was shot at the store. Yeah. He probably drug her body into the hardware store's truck and use that truck to drive her back and her dead body like was hung up and
1: but did he not think that he was going to get caught stealing the um
0: honestly I don't truck. really know <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was thinking I'm you guessing very a better plan, buddy. I'm guessing he had a very one track mind at this point Probably. um just very like tunnel vision yeah Okay, so once the officers recovered enough of this discovery in the shed, they decided to go back to the house and continue searching there because they cannot find her head. They need her head. <laughs> As I said, this isn't funny, but I no. I so they laugh. climbed through the piles of mess to discover that there were just entire rooms of the house that had been kept completely spotless like i'm talking immaculate like he never touched those rooms um but then there were rooms that were piled high with shit that but there's he, so much shit i can hoard in those rooms yeah Come on now well we'll get to that <laughs> so it was basically just a very stark contra- contradiction to the remainder of the house that was just littered with trash and mm. other items so badly that it was hard to navigate yeah basically wade through trash Um, So they did. They waded through the garbage on their way to the kitchen. And this is where they began finding evidence of such insanity that they would never, ever recover from this.
1: In case you didn't think it was insane enough.
0: Yeah. So here's a list. Here's a list of the things that they found. Are you ready? Go for it. Whole human bones and fragments. Okay. A wastebasket made of human skin. Neat. <laughs> That's some DIY shit. <laughs> human skin covering several chair seats. So he basically like re the seats with human, like tanned human flesh. Human skin. Like he tanned it like leather and. Like I said, he was into DIY. Yeah. He, he definitely had a very specific taste. <laughs> he has a type. Skulls on his bedposts. Like real school, human schools just chilling on his like decorative, like bedpost tops. Ah, that's a little much. I would, I would feel like I'm being watched. Apparently, he wanted to be watched. Maybe he was just so lonely since his mom died that he needed the company. Okay. You can't bring girls home to this. Okay. I don't think he was trying to bring girls home. Uh, not not, <laughs> not a that lot way. <laughs> We're going to hell. Yeah. I <laughs> fight for my life every day. Yeah. There are also female skulls, some with their tops sewn off. So like they were left open like a vessel, essentially. Damn. They were bowls made of human skulls. (sighs) Like candy, little candy dish. Okay. A corset made from a female torso skinned from shoulders to waist. He made a fucking corset out of a lady. I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. Hey, I like your proportions. I'm gonna take those for myself, right? Quite literally. Leggings made from human leg skin. What? Uh. What? <laughs>
1: Jesus f. Like I said, he was into. There's no other way to say it. He was into DIY. Oh, girl, I'm not done. I'm not done. I know. I know your nines on because yeah. I know a couple. Yeah.
0: Other things. yeah. Um, there were masks made from the skin of female heads. Mm. So he essentially skinned their their whole head to like drape it over his head as a mask. What the fuck? What the fuck? Haven't she seen Jeepers Creepers? Come on now. Jeepers Creepers <laughs> Where'd you get the papers? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag and Mary Hogan's skull in a box and i'm sure you're wondering who the fuck is mary hogan and i was about to say who's mary hogan (laughs) i will get to that i will get to that (laughs) then bernice warden's entire head in a burlap sack
1: just chilling well they found they found the
0: head also her heart her heart was in a plastic bag in front of his potbelly stove so he might have been intending on eating it but there is no proof that cannibalism ever took place. I was
1: about to say, I didn't realize that this dude was a cannibal. That's There's about where I, I draw rumors. my line.
0: There's rumors of cannibalism and of necrophilia, but there is no proof, and he, like, vehemently denied the necrophilia. So, oh,
1: it's totally cool to eat people and make things out of them, but I don't know what the response no, was regarding the No, we must not have sex with bodies. Yeah. <laughs> That's too much.
0: Um nine vulva in a shoebox just a shoebox full of vaginas people he what? cut their fucking vaginas off and preserved that like tanned them and put them in a fucking box what yeah those are not my size of shoe thank you <laughs> what the actual fuck dude a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females Judged to have been about fifteen years old.
1: Okay. Yeah. But back up, a young girl's dress, like they he made her into a dress. No, or no,
0: it was like the like just a kid's like a dress oh, for young okay, girls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? But also vulvas in a shoebox. Of and then and young then two year fifteen-year-old girl vulvas, which I don't really know how you can look at a vagina and tell how old it is. I mean, obviously, you know it's from a female. But, like, how do you tell how old a vagina is after it's been tanned and cut from its, like, what are they, like, by the amount of hair?
1: I don't know. <laughs> that is a good question. Like, I know you can kind of get, a like, a good idea of how old a person is if you got their
0: Bones? There's no bones in the vulva. I
1: understand that, but like, I'm thinking like pelvic <laughs> region. Chub chubs down there. <laughs> I'm thinking ch- pelvic region, but like what? Nope, this is just the skin.
0: So I don't know how. That's they'd...
1: why, and that's why I'm not understanding. Also,
0: this was in the fucking fifties, so who even knows?
1: And they may have made
0: that one up. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite one. It's a belt made of human female nipples. I know the both. Yes. I was talking to my husband about this, and he was like, that's what I want for my birthday. And I was like, what? And he was actually totally, like, not listening to me the whole time and talking about something different. And I was like, so you want me to make you a belt of female (laughs) nipples for your birthday? So now I'm, like, trying to figure out how to make this happen for him. Like, I just, you know, what my baby wants, my baby gets. So I just need to
1: (laughs) figure out how to
0: make a belt of nipples. If anybody can drop... A comment
1: online on how we can make <laughs> this happen for him that doesn't involve
0: hurting people yeah yeah or digging up bodies yeah, that maybe, would be
1: that'd I, be fantastic
0: i was thinking more along the lines of artificial nipples um yeah they're quite expensive so if somebody can make one for me um he's a size 36 um in belt <laughs> Or just point us it's in the right. Probably gonna take a lot of nipples. Uh,
1: point just us in the right out direction on where we yeah. get that yeah. many nipples.
0: Yeah. Just saying. Four noses they found. Just noses chilling. There of are course. bones in the nose, so like, hi. I don't really it's, understand how that. Like, would would it just be like the cartilage? Like, it would be the
1: cartilage and like the skin. Okay. Okay. There's, um, it's more like the the bones
0: are farther back. I see. Um, they found a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, so he basically cut somebody's lips off, and he was like, That would be a nice window drawstring pole, and we're just gonna put it there to make it easier to grip this. <laughs> I mean, he definitely had a, t- a style. <laughs> um, there was also a lampshade made from human skin, um, face skin, so he like just cut people's faces off and made a lampshade about it i was just thinking to myself
1: that this would be a really neat like haunted if not real people obviously like about a haunted house kind of like area in a room yeah and it's like oh ed gein's house of
0: horrors yeah um probably the least startling thing on the list he just had like a bunch of fucking female human fingernails just okay lots of fingernails
1: yeah that so is weird. pretty
0: chill so back to mary hogan who <laughs> everyone's like who the fuck is she <laughs> um why is her why is her head and her face at, at ed Gein's house well mary hogan was a local tavern owner who went missing three years prior mm. in 1954 so for three fucking years this motherfucker had her face and her head her skull now we know just chilling where she went to yeah Yeah, Problem solved. Yeah. Well, after the photographing and cataloging of all the evidence at the crime scene, officers returned to the station to question Ed Gein. They had no idea that this case and this man would go down in history as one of the most depraved killers the world has ever seen. And it would go on to inspire the protagonist in countless books and several horror movies, including three of the most famous cult classic horror movies of all time. I'll get back to that later. Hmm. (laughs) You've told me a couple of them. Yeah. So let's learn about Edward Gein. Edward Theodore Gein was born August 27th, 1906 in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. His father, George Gein, was a wicked drunk whose affliction kept him from holding down a job. His mother, Augusta Gein, was a devout Lutheran who sheltered her two boys and hammered in her beliefs about the innate immorality of the world, the evil of drinking, and her hatred of their father. She always was just like, I hate your fucking dad, he's a worthless drunk piece of shit. <laughs> like, to her children. And she's still married to this motherfucker. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She also... um. Constantly was telling them that women, apart from herself, of course, were all naturally promiscuous whores and instruments of the devil. She told them women are vessels of sin. And quite frankly, like I'll take that as a fucking compliment. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I am a vessel of sin. If you see my leggings today, you know, I'm a vessel of sin. Whore. They're pretty tight. <laughs> Also, your ankles are so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for exposing them to me. <laughs> <laughs> she also forced the boys to sit and listen to her read verses from the Old Testament every single afternoon. And I don't know if anybody here has ever read from the Old Testament, but there are parts that are absolutely, oh, yeah, like horrid. And she yeah. would just hand select those specific fucking verses every day to read to them, usually about death murder, and divine ret- retribution. So she believed
1: in the version of God that's hateful, ratful, wrathful, and strict, unforgiving. So she basically
0: fucked them up from a really young age. Yeah. It gets worse. It's more than just that. Um, she hated George, her husband, mostly because of his alcoholism and her belief that he was a sinful piece of shit man It couldn't hold down a fucking job uh, but because of her religion she stayed married to him and they had two sons Henry in 1908 and then Ed in 1906 or 1901 was Henry and Ed was in 1906 so Henry was about five years older than Ed um, George their dad he worked several odd jobs one was as a carpenter Mm-hmm. Um, at times he was a tanner of leather and also at one point he and his wife owned and operated a grocery store so uh, you know despite his drunkenness at least he was able to pass some of his skills down to his kids aka the tanning of leather which he used on human fucking skin and made chairs and lampshades out of it and uh,
1: misunderstood the assignment <laughs> I don't
0: think- You had one fucking job, Ed. One fucking job.
1: (laughs) You misunderstood the assignment. Please try
0: again. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) So eventually, Augusta decided that they needed to move their boys away from the sins of a larger town that they were living in, and they sold the grocery store and used the proceeds to purchase a farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin. This is the hundred and fifty plus acre farm they would eventually search and find all of these lovely household decor items. <laughs> I feel like I'm
1: laughing because I'm no, uncomfortable. It is. It's
0: really horrid. Um so this farm is where they would all live out the rest of their lives. Except for Ed. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um once they moved into their big farm in the small village, Augusta tightened her grip on her boys. She isolated them all. She turned away any outsiders from their property, and she only ever allowed the boys to leave for school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and later on in life, they were allowed to leave to like get some work and get money, you know. Um, this isolation led Ed to be very to being very socially inept. Um, it was reported that he was you know, pretty intelligent, and he did really well in school, especially with reading mm-hmm. assignments. Um Despite the fact that it was reported that he would constantly, like, isolate himself and talk to himself, and he would, like, randomly laugh out loud at himself Um, as a child. So if you – like, he already was broken. <laughs> He's fucking broken, dude. And I blame his mom 100%. Like, maybe he was born with something – that was a little cracked and then she just basically fucking stomped on it and shattered it to pieces.
1: Right. I feel like I feel like there were people in school that would do stuff like that. Now I'm thinking about that going oh man. Yeah,
0: they were probably What were they going through? They probably had like early onset schizophrenia or something crazy like that, you know? Yeah. Anyways, because of his isolation, Ed became very very close to his mom. His mother. Mother. Despite the fact that she was incredibly overbearing uh,
1: Mm. and
0: very mean to them. She would rarely be pleased with them despite his unending efforts to be in her good graces. She abused them not just verbally but also physically uh, and she would always tell them that they were going to turn out to be no good alcoholics just like their father. Poor babies. Hmm. I feel bad for them. Actually, remember I texted you. I was like, "Dude, I fucking feel bad for this guy."
1: Yeah. Like I, re- I remember a little. Like I remember a little bit of the story from Bailey Sarian, but I, I remember there was some mommy There's issues definitely going mommy on,
0: issues here. So the isolation and the abuse bonded Ed and his brother Henry together as well. They were very close. However, as they grew up, Henry started to realize how terrible their mother was. Mm-hmm. And he began to dream of like breaking away, getting his own place, perhaps having a wife and children of his own one day, living away from the farm.
1: But he can't have a wife; they're all whores.
0: Right. I don't know. Well, he thinks his mom's full of shit at this point.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. But that—that's what mom would say. Yeah. You can't have a wife; they're all whores. Yeah. This reminds me of um, Water Boy. Whoa, 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 Water Boy. <laughs> when like the mom is like.
0: Girls with the devil. Girls are the devil. Everything was the devil. Kathy Bates was fucking brilliant in that movie. Kathy
1: Bates is just brilliant in fucking general. Agreed. amazing.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Alright. So despite the fact that Henry knew how much Ed idolized their mother, he regularly would talk shit about Augusta in front of Ed. Just constantly. Just berating. Like berating her and like talking about how she was fucking batshit crazy and like
1: Maybe he was, like, trying to
0: get him to see the light Maybe. a little bit. Maybe. Um, on April 1st, 1940, George, their dad, mm-hmm. died of heart failure caused by his alcoholism.
1: Okay.
0: Augusta then used that opportunity to tighten her grip even more on her her children. Um, to be fair, if that were my wife, I would drink too. Totally. It's Yeah. To be fair. The boys were sent out to work as handymen to replace whatever income their dad was able um, to bring in. And literally fucking Ed babysat for children about town. Babysat. People trusted this motherfucker with their kids. Apparently he was really good with kids.
1: I would want my money back, though. (laughs)
0: i would like a refund please i would like a refund (laughs) um people actually saw him and his brother both as honest and reliable wow they fucking trusted this man with their children well yeah well as we find out children aren't really his type (laughs) he has a very specific type
1: (laughs) oh is it like mommy
0: yeah okay yeah great yeah um on my on May sixth, nineteen forty four, a random brush fire broke out on the farm, and the two men ran to try and put it out, Henry and Ed, because they are fucking men at this point. Mm-hmm. They're in their thirties, I think.
1: Okay.
0: Um, there were high flames. There was heavy smoke. The fire finally died down. Ed told authorities that he had lost track of his brother and all the smoke and commotion. Then he seemingly led the authorities straight to the brother whom he had supposedly lost track of. And the brother was dead. Hmm. So that's a little sus that he was missing, but Ed knew right where he fucking was. Um, I thought I would remembered yeah. the brother dying. So he stated that Henry had died trying to put out the fire. Um, an examination was performed, and it was noted that Henry had severe perimortem bruising on his head. So pre-death, while yeah. he was still alive, something happened to his head where it was like, it, it caused bruises. But nobody asked any questions. Nobody asked any questions. That's My guess is suspicious. that Henry said one too many shitty things about his mother and Ed had had enough.
1: He took an opportunity at this point. Yeah, yeah,
0: but she he was marked as um death as death by asphyxiation due to smoke inhalation. That's how they marked it. Mm. Then Doing there were jobs. two. <laughs> yeah. Then there were two. Ed and his beloved wretched mother. <laughs>
1: Obviously, Henry may have had the easy way out on that one, although I'm sure he would have preferred he would have lived away.
0: Yeah, I don't know how this would have turned out, but Ed fucking worshipped his mom, worshipped her. The pedestal that he had built for Augusta had become taller and the two became even closer together in isolation. Augusta developed cancer, which caused her to have a series of strokes and led to her death on December 29th, 1945. Ed was beside himself.
1: Of course he was. He doesn't have anything else.
0: In his mourning of her, he cordoned off the rooms where Augusta spent the most time. This included the upstairs bedrooms, the sitting room, and the living room downstairs. That left him only the kitchen and a small utility room next to the kitchen to live in.
1: Is that, is that why the, those rooms were... Yeah, okay. because he
0: was living his whole life in just these two, two little rooms. rooms. Yep. grass um, was probably
1: haunting. Them. Yeah, he
0: just began collecting random shit to hoard in his space, rendering it mostly like unnavigable. Uh, he managed to support himself and the farm by continuing to do odd jo- jobs around town. Um, he spent his free time reading any pulp fiction he could get his hands on. He liked crime and murder... Stories. He liked death cult magazines, which, you know, same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also he really liked adventure stories. There were a lot of books that they found in there, including books of like on anatomy and shit. Hmm. So like he was self-taught. He's like an autodidact. Yeah. Learning how to fucking harvest all these organs, utilizing his knowledge of hunting and dressing deers to. Yeah, girl.
1: Yeah. If you could see my face right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So he did this for the next decade plus. He lived alone. And this leads us back to Bernice Warden going missing from her hardware store. All right, Mm -hmm. so circle back to the beginning.
1: Okay, we're there.
0: Yeah. During his interrogation, it's stated that he was beaten pretty badly by the interrogators who were traumatized, angered, and frustrated by what they had uncovered on the farm that day. So they basically went out, went back, and fucking beat the shit out of him to try and get a confession. Eventually, I, don't, I don't
1: condone police no. brutality, but...
0: I mean, learn how to control your emotions, <sighs> yeah. though. Um, eventually, he gave a full confession of his spectrum... Hold on, I need a lip gloss. ...of his spectrum of crimes, which led the officers down a fucking rabbit hole of depravity. They had no fucking clue what they had gotten into. Mm, no. Ed stated that over the past several years, he and a friend... He and a friend, only ever identified as Gus. There is no other information of this person anywhere. Just, I found on one site, identified as Gus. Other sites, I found that it was just him alone. But there were, like, so this story has been twisted in so many fucking ways over the years. Of course. So I pulled up, like, no shit. Like, I had 12 tabs open on my computer trying to figure out, like, what I felt was the most truthful version of the story, right. but there are multiple versions of the story. There's a lot of misinformation out there too. Could Gus be like uh like in his head? Yeah. Um that's kind of what I think happened. Really? Okay. Um uh, but they don't ever really say. So he stated his name was Gus. He stated that every cemetery or every <laughs> they would go to the cemetery late at night on regular occasions over the last like decade or so and they would dig up women who had recently been buried there okay so recently buried women <laughs> that just so, so happened to look like ed's mom so are they like keeping the eyes on the
1: like obits and sitting there like oh that's a good one. i think well it's a small village oh yeah So they probably true. don't even
0: they all know each other so i'm sure they're like yeah she looks kind of like my mom let's go dig her up
1: well, there couldn't be, like, that many people like that if,
0: like, are we sure that he wasn't going to other places? He might have. But it only talks about this small town, this village. Wow. Yeah. So uh, they they stole the bodies. They were body snatchers. Uh, they took them home. They harvested their, lin, their limbs, their organs, their skin, their heads, then they returned the bodies to their graves partially and sometimes sometimes they didn't they reburied them leaving no trace of their indiscretion so like literally they in one night dug a body up put it in ed's car drove it back to his property took whatever they wanted from it and then if there was anything left they would put it back in ed's car take it back put it back in the casket close up the vault and then rebury it like nothing had ever happened like you couldn't tell This one man, so he's he's and Gus, whoever the fuck Gus is. This is
1: this is like a prime example of why they now like dump concrete on top of your.
0: It's part of it. Well, also like water is always yeah that that
1: true that too like there's other reasons too but I mean I can imagine this is another
0: grave robbers yeah
1: uh, pro to doing this yeah so.
0: There were always rumors of necrophilia, but even though Ed um, always made sure to go for women whose likeness reminded him of his mother, he, like I said earlier, like vehemently denied ever having sex with their corpses. He, st- he told people that they just smelled too bad, but you know who knows what Gus did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, f- I feel strongly that they-
0: he had to have been doing something like that. I don't know. Well, and that's why I think, like, maybe Ed didn't, but maybe Gus did. And who knows if Gus was a real person or Gus was in his head. But he stated that they continued doing this, um, and they did this with about 40-plus graves until his partner in crime, Gus, quote-unquote, was sent by his family to a retirement home. So Gus left. So being unable to dig women up by himself and still having an intense desire for parts of women, Ed then... Changed gears, and that's when he murdered Marie Hogan in 1954. She was a tavern owner in town. Yeah. And that's when she went missing. Um, He harvested her parts and then used them like he had with the women he dug up to make what we will call keepsakes (laughs) that the police uncovered during their search of his home. After three years, he then murdered Bernice Warden to do the same with her. So he did have like a cooling off period in between where like maybe he was satiated or like you know, still working with the tanned artifacts from Bernie, or from um, uh, Marie Hogan before he needed more.
1: Well, I think he also was like, so originally he wasn't murdering anybody and then then he needed to
0: murder somebody. The progression makes sense to me. So yeah. Um... Uh, police doubted the existence of Gus, as do I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and They did not believe the women were already dead when Gein found them and doubted the ability of a slight man like Gein to be able to dig up a grave all by himself, haul a body across town, mutilate it, and then return the body to the grave and rebury it in a clean, neat manner all by himself in one fucking night. Uh, mm-hmm. Same. I also doubt this <laughs> ability. Even two men, especially if Gus was old enough to go to a retirement home. Yeah. So this doesn't what maybe retirement home is code for something like Ed killed Gus or Ed like suppressed Gus somehow. I don't know. Like if Gus was really in Ed's head.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. so if he was a real person, maybe Gus is like a key like a code name for him. And maybe it was like somebody that worked with the graveyards or something maybe access to be bigger equipment but ed
0: also stated at one point that like he always like would black out and he didn't remember what was happening and he would like come to and Mm. he would be standing in a fucking grave gus yep yeah so um ed went ahead and pointed out some of the graves that he had vandalized to the police and they dug him up they exhumed the graves um All the caskets had been neatly placed back into their wooden vaults. And upon opening the coffins, it was pretty fucking clear that Ed had been truthful with them. Limbs were missing. Different body parts and skin had been peeled off. Some caskets were empty. Uh, Ed didn't lie, guys. (laughs) He really dug up dead people. Yeah, I still don't. But he didn't have sex with them because they smelled too bad. But I'm maybe s- Gus
1: did. I'm still inclined to believe that he probably murdered other
0: people. I don't think so. Yeah, I really I don't. So. Maybe his brother. And if he did marry if he did murder his brother, then that would put him into a category of serial killer.
1: Yeah, it's like three, I believe.
0: Yeah, it's three or more with, mm-hmm. with a um, cooling off period in between. Alright. Many sources also report that Ed confessed to being confused about his sexuality. So this is a whole nother fucking rabbit hole. Um, potentially that he even wanted to transition to be a woman at some point. So it's it. Um, it's stated that he confessed to using women to make himself a suit of their skin so that he could feel what it was like to be a woman. One source even stated that he confessed to placing those cutoff genitals over his own at points. Yeah. Other sources stated that his goal um, was to make a suit of skin that resembled his mother so he could wear it and feel what it was like to be inside her. Ugh. Ew. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking gross. I just got... Gross. I know. <laughs> he really loves mother, guys. He really loves mother. <laughs> Police tried to pin other murders and disappearances of, of other people around town on him. Um, one was a very young boy... One was a teenage girl, and two were um, adult male hunters. But frankly, like, they don't fit his type, which is women who look like his mom. Uh, And there was no evidence that he had anything to do with that. That being said, there was only evidence and confession, or wait, that being said, there was only evidence and confession that Ed Gein ever murdered more than those two people. What did I say? oh okay as such he does not fit the definition of a serial killer as we just yeah. talk about because that requires three or more kills with a cooling off period in between if he did kill his brother then he would qualify
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> during his trial process ed's confession was initially deemed inadmissible in court because of the battery I was he suffered to say. yep it was considered coercion um, then he was deemed unfit to even stand trial due to insanity.
1: I, okay, I can
0: see that, yeah. <laughs> so as such, he was sent to Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, which is still around, but it's now called the Dodge Correctional Institute, and it's a maximum security facility located in Wapoon, Wapun, Wapun, Waupun. I think is how they say it, Wisconsin, W-A-U-P-U-N. I should have asked my friend Kelly. She has family in WAP, in Wisconsin. She'd probably know how to pronounce that but anyways he was later um transferred to the mendota state hospital in madison wisconsin um and then many moons later in 1968 his doctors finally determined that he was sane enough to stand trial due to financial reasons the state only went ahead with a trial for one one murder charge not two even though they had evidence and confession for those two women so they only charged him for one. Yeah. Um. The trial began on November 14th, 1968. It lasted a week. And then he was found guilty of first degree murder. But <laughs> he was found to be legally insane at the times of the murders. So he ended up just spending the rest of his life in a mental health hospital, which honestly, like from what I know about like state run mental yeah. health facilities, that's probably just as bad.
1: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I feel like you could do a whole like episode talking about like just watch Girl the Interrupted. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: so supposedly all of the human material evidence found at the Gene Farmstead was disposed of in a quote unquote decent manner. Hmm. But there are rumors that maybe it wasn't all destroyed, that maybe some were kept as keepsakes, that maybe some are still out there somewhere in people's private collections. That is fucked. Yeah. Um, online, I found a website that had pictures of crowds lined up at the estate sale on the property. Just people basically... with morbid curiosities vying to get their hands on anything that had to do with the crime scene like they just wanted anything that had to do with Ed Gein
1: you know and and people really put down people that follow true crime as really sick people but yeah. like then people do the shit yeah
0: well they're probably also true crime fanatics well but that's still that's like, have you ever been to like there's private collections that now are on display Like at the Museum of Death, which there's a couple different locations for that. There's definitely one in L.A. and there's one in, um, I think, in Vegas. And there's one in New Orleans. And I've been to the one in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And they've got a lot of crazy shit in there. But I I was told that the L.A. collection, the original collection, is better than the New Orleans collection. So, anyways. I mean, that would be interesting. There are people that collect shit like that. Um, which highly recommend going to the Museum of Death if any of you are near one of them, because, um, it was kind of a neat experience. I mean, it's a museum. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, little, um, like, signs everywhere that, like, explain the artifacts, but they've got, like, art from killers, letters back and forth from famous killers. They had, like, Dr. Kavorkian's like, death contraption or whatever, um, or one of them anyways, um... They had a bunch of like the replicas of the death masks from famous people throughout history. Oh yeah, um, it was. It's just good. It was good. I highly recommend it. That doesn't. That seems kind of tame. I it wasn't. No, there's not. I mean, there's, I mean, there's like there's actual not like sick shit. Well, there's actual evidence from stuff, and then there's like. I think I saw like a piece of scalp hair. Like just there's some fucked up shit. But, but we don't have cool. a nipple belt. No nipple belts. Damn it. um so the house burned down to the ground in 1958 after standing empty for two years um arson was expected but there was no investigation ed when he found out he was like it's probably just as well like meh whatever okay that same year ed Geen's car the same one that he used to haul bodies back and forth from the cemetery was purchased by a sideshow owner named bunny something for over $5,500 in today's dollars.
1: Holy. Yeah.
0: For a used piece of shit car. <laughs> that they used it as an exhibit, though, in their sideshow and charged 25 cents a person to just get a look inside. And that was a lot of money back then. Yeah.
1: They probably made a small fortune off of it.
0: I would I would assume they probably made the money up plus some. Yeah. Yeah. Ed remained in mental health facilities until his death on July 26, 1984. He had cancer. Like, his whole body was just riddled with it. Mm. He was buried in the Plainfield Cemetery, which back which is back in his home. Tourists vandalized his grave, chipping away pieces for souvenirs. And then someone eventually stole the entire thing and left him in an unmarked grave. Yeah, that's fucked up. The grave was recovered in Seattle area. So it went I think from I knew that. Wisconsin to Seattle. They did find it eventually. It's in a museum now somewhere. You can go see it in a museum somewhere. It's probably
1: for the best at this point that he's in an unmarked grave. I would
0: agree. So people don't fuck with it.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Although I guess it's justification for. I mean, not justification, but like karma.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> rude, justification I think. isn't
1: the best word like, for let,
0: it. Like, let the man rest. Wow. Well. Um, so his behavior just inspired numerous mooks and movies as we talked about before. Notably three of the most influential horror or thriller films ever made. Yep. Psycho in 1960. Mommy issues. (laughs) The Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: probably most famously, The Silence of the Lambs in 1991. His crimes were apparently so depraved that even Hollywood couldn't fit them all into one story. (laughs) They had to spread bits of him over pop culture, forever changing the face of horror and thriller films. Um, you can see pieces of him in the Norman Bates character in Psycho, her, who murdered women that stayed in the motel and idolized his mother, keeping her courts after after her death and developing a split personality with her inhabiting his mind and body. Still preaching to him about the evil in women. <laughs> My God. This movie was award-winning. It's been remade for genera- for more generations to experience the horror. It'll probably get remade again. It's a very mm-hmm. famous movie, and people don't have original ideas. No. So. Um, you can see parts of him in the main character, Leatherface, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, who hunted and murdered people who had the misfortune of finding his family farm in the outskirts of Texas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He skinned their faces and used them as masks to cover his own deformities. So that's that's the Ed Gein in that. This movie also has multiple sequels and requels to spread the terror across generations as well.
1: I would be almost interested in uh looking up whether or not they loosely used him as inspiration for Jeepers Creepers, because that's what the monster did. Maybe. So they like interpreted him me of almost it, as a monster. Kind of.
0: Yeah. That Jeepers Creepers always kind of reminded me of the movie It.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I never really got that, but I guess I can see how you
0: how, yeah. Just the monster and, like, the cave and all that yeah. shit. Um, you can also see parts of Ed Gein um, in perhaps the most famous and the reason I chose to tell you this story as the pro-ca- protagonist of the highly acclaimed award-winning film Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Buffalo Bill was inspired by three infamous car- murderers. Ted Bundy, who I will not be covering as I do not feel that I can add anything of value to that story. It's been told time and time again. It's been done yeah. in movies, documentaries, podcasts, books. I just I can't.
1: I think if you follow any
0: sort of true crime, you probably you know, know everything Ted you need Bundy. To know about Ted Bundy. He's a fucking psycho. Um and then also Gary Hydnick, who I will be covering next. Um and then Ed Gein, who his He inspired the confused sexual identity and the skin suits that Jame Gum, a.k.a. Buffalo Bill, wears in his infamous scenes. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) What other murderers do you know that inspired multiple pop culture characters in films that have won the highest accolades in the industry and that have been so indoctrinated into our culture that you can insert a movie quote in almost any situation and in any company and they would instantly recognize what you were referring to? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's. There's just like extreme fascination with Edgeen and like how his brain ticked, mm-hmm. you know? Just textbook examples of overbearing mothers, obsession with his mother, isolation, loss of companionship, etc. Fucking textbook. Textbook. Yeah. Back then, it was sinful to have confusion about your sexual identity, too. Oh, yeah. Like, that's one of the main reasons they probably deemed him to be insane because he wanted to be a woman or felt good as a woman um and like back then yeah that would definitely be enough criteria to like deem you to be mentally insane yeah criminally insane i think that really sparked a lot more fascination with him too amongst um, the lgbtq plus community you know um And then I still wonder if if it never really was any sort of confusion about his gender, but instead all of it was about the pure, like, idolatry of his mother and his inability to deal with her loss or the loss of her. On top of that, he was just completely alone. He lived his entire life in isolation on this farm, mostly. So he probably just didn't have the tools to deal with it when she finally passed. And I think he, like, it was his stressor that broke him, you know? Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think? Any other pop culture character movie icons that inspired real life murderers? Should I do another case like that after Gary Heidnik? Should I pick another like character that was inspired by somebody specific?
1: Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Have you ever seen the movie The Cell? Um, I feel like I... I feel like I done like a long Jennifer time Lopez in it. It's yeah. so fucking good. It's like one of my favorites.
1: I feel like I've seen parts of it or I've The imagery seen it is fucking ago.
0: bananas, dude. Alright, so that's the end of my story. I used um, my resources were Britannica.com, murderpedia.org, all that's interesting.com. That's where I found all the pictures of the Ed Gein House. Hmm. Um, and then Wikipedia.org. That's all I got.
1: Oh, cool. And as we said in the last
0: episode So we're going to start an Instagram
1: Hopefully it's already up By, this by the point. time you hear this By the time you hear this point Because like I said we've just done two episodes yeah. So
0: yeah it's a good one Gar- uh, Ed Gein is a lot It's a lot to take in Gary yeah. Heidnik is um, Going to be probably a little less horrid But it's still pretty fucking awful mm-hmm. So um, Mentally prepare yourselves you know now you might want to go do some yoga or some meditation you know maybe do a little self-care try to forget about what you just learned about
1: or just go back to work (laughs) you know
0: whatever you're doing (laughs) go do that again yeah (laughs) forget about yeah horrible things (laughs) yeah all right well anything else you wanted to add not that i can think of um yeah so all
1: right stay safe
0: yeah don't 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 murder people and Don't use their people. body parts for furniture. Yeah. Make good choices. Yeah, definitely. Don't go um, to jail. Make sure to follow us. Get an attorney. Yeah, get an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the list of things that we've learned today. Ban the van. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ban the van. <laughs> That's for the last episode. Oh, shit. Which
1: we did today. Oh,
0: fuck, I forgot. Yeah, there was some separation between those two things.
1: <laughs> things, like, start to meld totally. together. Totally. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a good one. All right. Bye. (laughs)